This is 400 Plus. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Jocelyn Floyd. Jocelyn Floyd, you were a candidate, of course, for the 7th Ward Alder person here in Chicago uh, the last election. How are you doing? And welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm happy. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm happy you're here because a lot of people run for political office. You heard me say this before. They run for political office and they don't win and you never hear from them again. So tell us about what happened and give us some advice. People at home that who are considering running for political office anywhere, Chicago, someplace else, give us some advice. What what did you learn? Go right ahead. Um, I have learned as a candidate um, that you should never underestimate the tricks of the incumbent and the Democratic Party, especially if you're running in Chicago, Cook County, or state of Illinois. No, I no, I heard, I never had the guts to run because I'm scared. And I've heard these stories and they say, like they say, politics is not being bag. So if somebody's thinking about running for all the person, I mean, in, in Chicago, any other town, if they think about running for political office, what's the, what are the few things they should really get straight before they tip their toe in the water? <laughs> um, the first is always, you know, as a professional mediator, the, the first thing you got to have is relationships. You got to have strong communication and you got to have money to run for uh, alderman in Chicago. Um, You should be prepared to to have at least $350,000 or the capability of raising, you know, $350,000, you know, to cover the cost, you know, of the operation. Um, You know, that's your time, uh, your time, you know, not only your time as a candidate, but, you know, the time that you spend reaching out, you know, to people. Um, you may or may not want a campaign manager. Um, if you are a person that is, you know, skilled and acumen in public relations, you don't even need a, a, a campaign manager. You might need a finance chair, you know, because of that money. An accountant is, you know, good at that. And then someone that can help you manage the administrative pieces of your campaign, um, like your scheduling, you would need that. But that, that's really it. I mean, a good printer, a good union printer, and uh, the ability, you know, once you end an attorney. Um, I will I will put a special note, though, around attorney and, you know, other people that are, you know, necessary for the operation of the campaign. Don't go with party people. Don't go with, you know, Democrat loyalists. Don't go with Republican loyalists because that will get you in trouble. Because here Chicago is like, you know, a small town in Mississippi. Everybody knows everybody and they all have relationships and when they're, you know, negotiating to dividing this pie up before you run, the pie is already divided. And I don't think people know that. You, 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 I know some of this stuff, but you're still depressing me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I mean, you're real because I know Paul Vallis was, is suing some of his people and his Paul Vallis ran for mayor here in Chicago. He lost and he's suing some of his people, people. And of course, Brandon Johnson had a ton of money from unions, uh, teacher union, and other unions. And this is why he's mayor of Chicago. So let's talk about I brought you to talk about Brandon Johnson, uh, Jocelyn Floyd, because, you know, Chicago very well. Uh, Jocelyn Floyd uh, will mayor Brandon Johnson dramatically reduce neighborhood crime well when we talk about dramatically reducing crime in chicago what does that look like you know because you're talking to a southsider that has lived all over chicagoland the crime that you find on the gold coast is very different than the crime that you find in south shore Calumet heights jeffrey manor south chicago even the West Side, Inglewood, Auburn Gresham, 
crime is different in, in other areas. And when people say there's crime all over, no, there's not. If Southsiders and Westsiders want to see their tax dollars, you need to go downtown to get it. Because the aldermen are, are funneling money downtown to projects. That's why it's so important that they sit on committee. So it's not about legislating for your South Side or your West Side residents. It is more to support uh, the developers that are, you know, developing residential projects that South and West Siders will never be able to afford to live in. And even if they had the residential set aside, those are going to people that meet that same criteria that they already have a relationship with and it, they don't look like you or me. Um, so related to crime, are we talking carjackings? Are we talking about murders? Are we talking about youth with weapons? Um, you know, I, I think that we need to really identify which crimes we want to tackle in the next four years. Well, yeah, well, like I said, I'm in the 21st Ward, you know, 7th Ward and um, neighborhood crime. And I was a kid with people. I don't I don't even like walking in my neighborhood. I won't even recommend people raising their children in the neighborhood I live in. And that sounds terrible. But it's but it's crime, and mostly it's, it's it's our it's our sons and our cousins and our nephews. Some of them are fifteen, and some of them are fifty years old, fifty plus, committing this committing a crime. And I don't hear anybody, quote unquote, leader saying, "We." It's, it take it may five years, it may take a generation that we are going to end this. No one's really serious, and I could be wrong. What do you think, Jocelyn Floyd? I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that you know Brandon is the mayor. He's got his hands full. I don't think that it's, uh, you know, one term is going to be enough to address, you know, all of our social emotional issues related to combating violence and, you know, in the youth space. But I will say this. I don't know if people pay attention, but there's a correlation between lead and water and child development. And that was one of the issues that Mayor Lightfoot missed the target on during her tenure. And that's lead and water. When children develop uh, lead in their system, you know, by way of drinking water, eating paint chips, however it goes, um, they become more violent. Now, oddly, lead service on the south and west side has not been upgraded. What happened to those children? They became angry and violent and desensitized. What were they programmed with? Social media. Where are they now? Carjacking robbing people, mayhem on, you know, downtown streets. This is, uh, this has a lot of layers to it. It's not that the children don't have anything to do, and it's not that the children are poor, because the South and West Side have been poor for years. There have been plenty of children that have been raised in quality home environments where they didn't have money. This is something deeper. And I think that is the issue. So I do support the treatment, not trauma, uh, programming, but I also support programs that uh, have not been introduced in, I guess, the general population of Chicago, which is one, uh, the Barrio Books, uh, the founder of Barrio, uh, Robert Rentavilla, uh, has authored a wonderful book about, you know, how to resolve conflict from a youth perspective, even if they have challenges. Um, you also have uh, a new group from Texas that's uh, offering telehealth planning uh, for adolescents and PED students, you know, young people, um, to get them therapists right away that can be delivered through the public school system. 
because we know that the public school system, the district is short on staff and big on money and they figure out where that money goes and oddly enough, it never trickles down to the student. Well, here's a plan that would because the children aren't academically available to learn because they have so much trauma. And that trauma looks like a disruptive student or a student that's not attending. Hopefully we'll see some truant officers, but once they get all this treatment to address their needs, they go back home. So I would challenge to say, what is, what is gonna be the support for the parents of these children as we're remediating you know, this anger and this frustration? It's gotta be a team effort. You've gotta be able to mirror and match you know, the student's daytime learning and conflict resolution to you know, the nighttime at home time with the parent. And if the child is not getting support from the parent you know, to resolve these issues, you know, to make a sustainable environment for the child to be, you know, nurtured in nature, you are still going to have an angry individual that is still going to be participating in these acts of violence uh, against the community. But I do say that it will take another one of these youth lives by, you know, a community member at the hands of the police to wake up youth again to say, hey, listen, you might be angry, but you may want to settle down if you value your life. That would be my official statement. Um, I told you I'm going, to, I'm going to keep the podcast short and I could talk to you forever, but we can't. But let me say <laughs> something. Let me get my soapbox real quick as I thank you for doing the show. Is that you did the show. We never met. And I think that's one thing. And I say this on 400 plus my podcast here. I say all the time. African-Americans, we very, like, uh, we're very relational as opposed to being transactional. Uh, I, I think we sort of, and we do have a lot of distrust. And do you think, man, I, 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 <laughs> first, let me thank you for being my guest on 400 Plus, uh, Jocelyn <laughs> Floyd. I'm going to let you end this podcast by answering this question, give us a little uh, inspiration. Do you think African-Americans, we here in the city of Chicago and across this country, will ever try to break up some of this distrust? I think that some of the crime is a manifestation of our the adults like you and I. We don't trust each other. I ain't saying we got to be loving each other, but we got to in some of distrust and this bouginess and maybe it'll trickle down to the kiddies in, in the hood. If, does that make sense? Go right ahead. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Relationships are important. If children are modeling adult behavior related to conflict resolution, they see what they see at home. They see what they see in social media and they adapt that as the norm. We've got to give them a new norm and help them resolve, you know, conflict amicably.